0: Coming up next on The Voice of Alabama Politics, limiting who will vote. Also, more deaths in state prisons. And do we really want cookie cutter candidates? (laughs) Stop the clones. All this and much, much more coming up next on The V. to the voice of Alabama politics, where we tackle the tough issues so you have the hard facts. I'm your host, Bill Britt, and today I'm joined by Susan Britt, research guru extraordinaire, and Josh Moon, investigative reporter and columnist at APR. Welcome. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Uh, you know, just when you think there's nothing you can write about, uh, Stuff keeps happening, right? (laughs) I never think that.
1: I never, I know Uh, know something's
0: coming. It's always coming, right? Uh, It's just like a flood. But I want to go back and address something because we've learned a a little more. Uh, Problems with redistricting maps. You know, there were problems in uh, House District 28, 29, Senate District 27, and House District 2.
2: Right uh, mm-hmm.
0: now, we were told over the weekend or uh, last weekend by uh, some people in the know that if there had been more ballot challenges, Susan, there would have been we would have discovered that the more districts were were misaligned, were not drawn properly, uh, and, and we think we found the culprit, at least some of the culprits, Susan. Yeah, there's a I
2: thought it was GSI, I think it is that a lot of the districts are using. To actually do the redistricting yeah the
0: Ge- geographic information system that's it. the gis, G-I-S. Uh, yes the, G-I-S. Right. G-I-S.
2: the the rest of them basically using maps and crayons <laughs> you know to, to draw the district lines so they, they they don't have the software but only white
1: crayons to, only the white the, crayons
2: only white crayons so flash that's colors. I, yeah that's where a lot of your problems <laughs> are coming in and according to the source it's not uncommon. It's only been since the Trump challenges that people have really you dove deep into this issue of saying that, you know, there's some problems here. So this is not actually that uncommon.
0: I, and you mm-hmm. know, I, I had to go back to my snide comment there. You know, there used to be a long time ago, years and years and years ago, Crail and Crayons, when you got the 64-pack.
2: had it, a sharpener in it,
0: it, it. Yeah, it had a sharpener in it, but also had a a, a, a crayon
1: called tone. It was...
2: Yeah, yeah, so white. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, right. How yeah. yeah. the whole yeah. world has changed. Yeah, no, you're right, though. You're right in uh, what Susan said about, you know, this is a relatively new thing. And uh, I think a lot of people who don't understand the election processes, uh, you know, in this state and, and around the country don't necessarily realize how many mistakes and how clunky it can be at times. Um, you know, most of it. Uh, just honest things that happen, uh, you know, things that you know, human error, things that that go wrong, um, and and a lot of times those things end up uh, costing people their votes, and and I think people, you know, there's now outrage because it's all you know fraud, and they're trying to steal it from whoever, yep. right? Uh, but right. in in reality, it's just people making mistakes and yes, those things, you know, are, are a problem. And I think people legitimately want to get them fixed when they happen and they see that they happen. And I think that's the case here. They want to get them fixed, but yeah, you know, from somebody who uses those, uh, County GIS things, uh, to look up information from time to time, um, they can be very, very helpful uh, and, and they're drawn exact and you have no questions of, you know, the computer comes in and, and puts those lines on the map for you and there are yeah. no questions about where where things are. And so it's, it's disappointing that still today a lot of counties in the state of Alabama have not gone to those.
0: Well, and, and one of the things that we heard is, of course, they can't really afford it is, yeah. is part of it. The other thing is, is you have people, registrars are political appointees. Mm-hmm. Right. These are not professional right. folks that do do this for a living. They are political appointees who, uh, you know, are, are just the, their buddy, got them in there, and, mm-hmm. and they have this job as a registrar. And so it is human error. Uh, mm-hmm. There's nothing, you know, nefarious. There's nothing <coughs> that we can dig under the hood other than say, get qualified people, and provide them with the equipment that they need
1: well can but, i say can i say yes if we're going to do that and we're going to and i'm all for it i'm all for, for doing that and fixing these problems and spending the money uh but i think you're about to get into another point right. know, and, and I'm, I'm maybe i'm jumping jumping the gun here a little bit but no, if you're go going ahead. to do that and, and hire those people and us spend our tax dollars on those people then you better let everybody vote in those elections well, and you, 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 you're you leading us right into the
0: next thing. We covered this last week. But it is such a threat to small-D democracy that there is a push, and John Wall, the head of Gop mm-hmm. is pushing it strongly, and others, that we enact closed primaries, Susan, here in Alabama, which means you have to register as a Democrat or a Republican to vote. If you do not register, then you cannot vote in the primary.
2: Exactly. And that's, there are a number of people who do not want to, you know, declare a Democrat or Republican. They consider this, it should be a private vote, which it's always been a private vote. As we're going forward, not so much anymore. Then you leave out your independence. uh, You're going to, you know, uh, disenfranchise a ton of people Mm -hmm. that do not want to be uh, labeled as a Democrat or Republican. And,
0: And Josh, this is a real problem because you know, most folks, I think, are somewhere on the spectrum. They're not hardcore Democrats. They're not no. hardcore Republicans. And, and, and we'll get into this later too about voting for the candidate and not the party. We'll cover that right. later on. But I remember I had a very, not close, but somebody that I respected, that I saw in the community all the time. And uh, she was a, a black woman and, and we were, I thought, good friends for people. that We don't hang out, but good friends. And I remember going in, and she was a registrar, and I asked for a Republican ballot, and she looked at me, like I never had thought you were a racist, yeah. right. And, <laughs> right? Right, and, right, right. She did, and it was really—I was like, "Look, this is the only way I can vote for the person that I want to vote for, right?" And there's a lot of
2: people that are not going to do that.
0: Yeah, and, and, and there are people
2: even at the state, stage we're at now are not going to do that.
0: There are people that will not pick up a register as a Democrat, even though they might identify with it, because they don't want to be labeled that in these hostile times.
1: Yeah, no, and I think, you know, there, there are business uh, decisions that, that come into play on certain things. And there are people now that are that are petty enough. We've see, we see it all the time. There are people who are petty enough to hold you, uh, you know, to hold that against you uh, in business yeah. uh, if, yeah. if you do these certain things. But, yeah, no, it's, um, to me... Look, they, they, what you're talking about doing is excluding legal voters, okay? You're talking about a, excluding legal voters from a voting process in which they select someone uh, who's going to go to Montgomery or Washington or wherever, you know, or their local offices, um, and and represent them in government. And if your ideas are such that even a small number of people coming from somewhere else that who live in the district in which you're running— uh, or, or it's going to turn them off to a degree that you're going to lose, well, then you should lose. You know, I well, mean, that's just the way that it works. So you Have better uh, ideas and, you know, encourage uh, people to vote for you. All right. Well, that's going to be the last word on this one. You're watching The Beat, the voice
0: of Alabama politics. We'll be right back. This summer, the world's roads lead here to Birmingham. The World Game recognized by the International Olympic Committee, will bring athletes from more than 100 countries here to compete for gold. Tickets are on sale now to see events like flag football, softball, gymnastics, lacrosse, sumo wrestling, martial arts, sport climbing, and more. The World Games will bring the best in international sports here. So join the celebration, Alabama, as we step up, because this is our medal moment. So, you got caught speeding. But this time, you got more than a
2: ticket.
1: What are you in for?
2: Vehicular homicide. Stop
0: speeding before speeding stops you. Drive safe, Alabama. A message from your Alabama Department of Transportation. Welcome back to The B, The Voice. Of Alabama politics, you know, a, a, a couple of weeks ago it looked like the bond issue to finance to pay for new prisons here in Alabama, to big men's prisons, uh, was going to fail, <clears throat> five hundred plus million for that, but the uh, the bond went through, Josh, and so uh, it looks like that 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 coupled with the Alabama uh, the ARPA money, the American Rescue uh, act plan act ARPA for short if I could get that out of my mouth. Uh, is gonna pay for two new prisons. Yeah. Uh, I know you 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 think we need to do more than pay for prisons and I would agree with you. Uh, there is a lawsuit where they're challenging uh, this or a couple of lawsuits where they're challenging but do you do you see it going anywhere?
1: Um, I, I don't, I don't think so. Uh, I, you know, I do know the, the federal government was, is, is very much against them using those, uh, the COVID relief money. Um, which I understand why it's hard for you to say it, because it's hard for me to believe it, uh, that we're going to use COVID <laughs> relief money, uh, to, uh, to, to build prisons, uh, here, uh, to get that over the hump. And I, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not against necessarily the building of the prisons. I'm, I'm against what that kind of indicates, and it's another, it's another band aid on kind of a, you know a gaping bullet wound um, yeah. uh, that that is our prison system, and it's one that I know once they put it on, that's all they're going to do for the next twenty years, um, and that's that's the biggest problem I have. We have so many issues uh, in our prisons, and and this addresses maybe one tenth of those problems.
0: Well, and I, I think if you, you go to the prisons, Susan, mm-hmm. as you and I have, you realize that these are, these are living hellholes. I mean, no, no human being, no matter what they're charged with, should have to live in these conditions. But again, it's the mental health, it's the uh, you know, tr- training, it's the, having these people ready to come back into society is
1: where we're, we're not getting... We're
2: having problems with general health care in prisons right now, yeah. just general health care. But I, you know, I do understand that the, the way they've designed these prisons is going kind to of cut down on some of the violence, prison-on-prison violence. It'll help the COs be able to, to, to manage better and all that. But as you're both putting out here, we have several underlying problems. I mean, we've got not only do we have health care problems, mental health problems, most of the people that are coming out of prison because of the poor nutrition they're getting come out diabetics that were perfectly healthy when they went in. Uh, i mean we've
1: got so i mean it's many just I, it's, it's I, honest to god it's like we're trying to destroy people i mean it's what it is i mean you, you're going to prison and, and it should be corrections that's what we're working for here is is a right. correctional facility facility you know to right. train people for give them job training to give them education to to put them back out into society as productive citizens that are on the straight and narrow and instead what we're doing is we're taking low-level criminals and we're turning them into master criminals or mm-hmm. diabetics or just killing them before they ever get out well and then go ahead no go ahead and that
0: brings up the next subject which is you know just in the last week this is in a in a week period mm-hmm. seven incarcerated individuals in donaldson correctional One facility
2: correctional
0: facility have died yeah and they're they're trying to act like oh well it seems to us that it's natural causes
1: yeah come I on said, no. yeah. <laughs> oh, they're like well it's a drug overdose they're in prison! But yeah, I mean, what are you talking about? This is a you problem, man. You can't just write it off as a, it's just a drug overdose. You're in prison. The drugs got to be getting in there some way. Exactly. And that's another big problem we've got is the drugs
2: in the prisons, and there's only one way in. I mean,
0: yeah. it, was over, it was flooded with drugs when we were in COVID lockdown. Flooded with drugs. Yes. Now, we've had just this year, 23 people die in Donaldson. And, and, and we've got people dying in other prisons too, but I hate to break it to the Department of Corrections. This is
2: June, we've got 23.
0: There's something wrong there. You might want to check out Donaldson sometime. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, just.
2: It, you know, the, the people are dying that shouldn't be dying. I mean, you're going to have prison violence, you're going to have overdoses, but 23. Come on, yeah, twenty three
1: in, in about a half a year, and, and yeah. I mean it's just yeah. it's just an atrocious thing. And what gets, kills me more than anything else is the lack of response uh, from the Department of Corrections, and that nobody mm-hmm. is able to hold them accountable because <clears throat> of the rules and laws that we have in this state in terms of open records.
0: Well, and that's absolutely right. I mean, the Supreme Court has basically the Alabama Supreme Court has basically ruled that we have a right to know nothing. That that's what we we have a right to is we know. We shouldn't have any right to know anything.
2: But that makes <coughs> sense. The, t- the The prisons are funded by taxpayer dollars. We yes. should have access to all of those records.
0: Well, and, and Josh, and and you know, this violence in the prisons, uh, it's because one of the reasons is you got bad people in there, but also no. that it's it, 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 it's 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 you're, you're locked in a situation. People are locked in a situation. It's been the heat index is up in North Alabama has been up to 105 recently. If you go to a prison in North Alabama where the heat index is 105, it's going to be 115, 120 inside that prison because there is no air conditioning. You
2: understand, in Elmore alone, <clears throat> excuse me, you've got over 1,000 prisoners housed, that means beds, all of that stuff, in a, a room the size of a basketball court
1: in a gymnasium at a high school. Yeah. Yeah. A thousand. I I mean, it's just, it's, it's an atrocious situation that we've put people in. All right. And, and part of the biggest problem that we have here is that we've underpaid the correctional officers to the degree that it's no longer an appealing job. All right. If it were an appealing job with benefits and, and retirement packages uh, that, that would attract to folks there, they wouldn't be bringing drugs in all the time. You wouldn't have a lot of these issues. People would be scared to death to lose their great job mm-hmm. at working at a correctional yeah. facility. And if, if we're going to turn this around, that's what we're going to have to do to start with. We're going to start getting some guys in there that are real professional uh, correctional officers, and, and, and they're going to have to do a job that in, in all instances in which they do not want to lose and, and do it right. Well, one of the problems is the Department of Justice under Donald Trump
0: issued all these things that are wrong with these prisons, Alabama prisons, Mm -hmm. but they put no teeth into it, and the state has nibbled around the edges, and look, I don't want them to come take over the prisons either, nibbled around the edges, and we're just not getting it done. So the legislature has got to do something, because obviously the Department of Corrections can't but we're gonna to have to leave it right there. You're watching The V, the voice of Alabama politics. We'll be right back. You'll never guess what 400,000 people in the U.S. were using when they crashed their cars last year. No, nope, not this. This, distracted driving will kill you. Drive safe, Alabama. A message from your Alabama Department of
2: Transportation. In- Shoe. She had so many children she didn't know what to do. She gave them some broth without any bread and kissed them all soundly and put them to bed. Hunger is a story we can end. End it at feedingamerica.org.
0: be the voice of Alabama politics. You know, we we cover a lot of negative subjects. We, 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 we point out things that are wrong. And the reason we do that is because when we started this show, we decided that we would talk about issues the way that they're talked about in the halls of the state house. Right. And what we're doing is observing the problems, pointing out the issues, the things that could be done better. We're not coming down from the mountain and trying to shoot all the survivors, yeah. we're just trying to point out what's going on. But a very positive thing has developed uh, recently. Uh, we got the report this past week, and in, in 2018, Susan, Governor Kay Ivey announced an initiative to have 500,000 credentialed people ready for the workforce by 2025. The goal was 500,000. Uh, The the governor's office was able to announce this week that people with post-secondary credentials Mm -hmm. going into the workforce or in the workforce has reached over 200,000 already.
2: I think that's fantastic. And this is such a great program. You know, not everybody needs a bachelor's degree. Uh, There are so many jobs out there. Welders, carpenters, plumbers, pipe fitters that, that we need in our workforce that that need to be trained appropriately and can have really good jobs, really good paying jobs. And I think that's something that that I identified back in 2018 and Mm -hmm. put the the wheels in motion to be able to get this. This also helps us with industries that are coming in. You know, we've got so much in the car manufacturing industry that they need welders and all these different types of skills. And I think that's also going to encourage businesses to come to Alabama, hopefully.
0: well and. josh you know we have spent a lot of money to do this Mm -hmm. we have put tons of money into this type of initiative and i think it should be money well spent you know because if you can be a certified automobile mechanic Mm -hmm. or uh, those types of things that that not only helps the individual the family the community everything as well i think this is a positive place where we can actually say hey alabama is doing something good
1: yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, it, it is. It's a. It's a really a wonderful program, um, and there are a lot of people who have put a lot of time and effort into this uh, through the Alabama Works program and uh, and, and a variety of industry uh, that have that contributed yeah. on the front end of this to make sure that it was workable and feasible, uh, and and putting it in the community college system to, to help these folks out and uh, and to get a, a you know a certification in a variety of different fields. And you know, I, I'd recommend to anybody. Uh, any kid that's you know graduating high school or you know or has graduated recently and they just you know they're not really sure about college doesn't you know or maybe they've tried college and it's not really working out yeah, give it a give. You know, give getting your certificate, yeah. a professional certificate, a shot. Get you a job. At, you know, join up with a union uh, somewhere uh, and enjoy the rest of your life. And that's like I mean, uh, I mean really. Yeah. Uh, I, and well, listen, I, I'll say this: uh, there, there have been. Uh, I want, Would like to point out in this because I think uh, a lot of times uh, they don't do a good enough job pointing it out themselves. Is there are a lot of Democrats? Anthony Daniels comes to mind uh, that put a lot of work into this program as well oh, yeah. and really pushed yeah. it. Yeah. And I think that's that there right. are there are a lot more opportunities that I hope that Democrats and Republicans look into in terms of uh, in the black community and in inner cities in our state, there were these programs could be expanded and help a ton of kids if they would if put. But I know they're putting some effort in, and I don't want to discount what they've done so far. But I think if they did more, uh, it, this could really launch and really help us out in the future. And, and I, I
2: need to get in here, too, though. My understanding is they expect to exceed the 500,000 by yeah, 2021. I, I think that's
1: correct
0: and i think this this plays right into the next thing that I, I was hoping we could talk about is this initiative came about because governor ivy mm-hmm. was smart enough to realize you had to work with republicans and democrats yes. to get this done mm-hmm. but as we were talking the other day josh uh you know today it, you know you're almost and this is what's happening with this push to to close to close primary they're wanting you to vote for the team and not the individual. I know you have yeah. some thoughts on
1: that. Yeah, I, I just it, we we've broken this down now, where where politics mostly has become entertainment, uh, and and I say that knowing full well I'm, I'm currently <laughs> talking to a TV audience, <laughs> uh, so I, I get it. All right, I do. But we're what we what we try to do is be informative uh, and give you hard facts. And yes, we give our opinions on the on, on what happens, um, but we we've allowed this to to devolve into something that it should not be, and and one of the biggest problems we have is the fact that we we're voting for teams now. We're Republican and Democrats. You put on a jersey, and and that's all people care about is whether or not you're yeah. on the right team. Uh, right. Where. Instead of doing that, if people would simply go out and say, "Okay, here's the five issues that matter most to me in my life every day. Here's what I lay in bed at night with my spouse and talk about Um, and then find people who will address those issues in a way that you find satisfactory. That that's all you have to worry about. You don't have to worry about the team. But, you know, when you do worry about the team, you get what we got, which is bad problems, (laughs) Well, and uh, yeah. I was just going to say,
0: this occurred when both parties, especially the Republican Party, decided to nationalize yep. everything. It did. Because it, it was just a little over a decade ago that there were plenty of conservative Democrats mm-hmm. and, I would say, progressive Republicans in our state. Mm-hmm. Today, you have to be cookie-cutter. Yes. Mm-hmm.
2: And, I, and and that goes to the voter, too. And I'm going to put some of this almost on the voter. It is easier to just go and check the box of your team that you identify more with than it is to actually look at the individual candidates yep. and find out what that individual candidate is and what they stand for and what their policies are. It's just easy to go, oh, I'll just check the box. And then yeah,
1: go. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, you're right, and, and, and back to what Bill said, in, in one of our uh, races for Congress, they, the two candidates identified the top problem that they were facing was border issues. They're in North right. Alabama. They're in North yeah. Alabama. What are you talking about? What yeah. border? The border with Tennessee? Uh, you That's know, what what you I, saying? I was thinking, I'm worried about those
0: Georgians coming over here personally. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that scares me. I don't want these people from Georgia coming over there. But uh, no, it, it's become because it's national. And you've got yeah. 10% of the Republican base that doesn't want to hear it. And I, I'll have to say, and we've only got a few minutes I want to get into this, Yolanda Flowers is pro, uh, pro pro-life and she's, running as a Democrat, and there are people who have taken offense to that. Let's stop. We don't need, we don't need clone wars here. We don't need clones of each other. This is Alabama
2: politics. This is not national.
0: It's not. But as we all know, it's politics. It's crazy. All right. We're going to have to leave it right there. You've been watching The V, the voice of Alabama politics. You watch us. we Watch this.